What's good, Josh? Your man, DJ Playboy. Back with another episode of the Perfect Talk Podcast. In here, man. It's a breezy day in New York, but we are bringing that heat. To my left, I got my homegirl. She's oh. an artist. Oh, okay. I thought I didn't know. She I thought DJs. I was gonna say my own name or something. I was just. It was a pause. Like. <laughs> Sorry, oh, no, we didn't rehearse the shit. So. <laughs> Yo, I was double dutching. Take it from the top. <laughs> <laughs> nah, Try it again. Live. That's what they call it. They call it AOD. How you doing? I'm cold. That's a fact. You know what I'm saying? I've been. I had to be outside quite a few times, and yeah, it's just that wind. I ain't even going to front. You don't even need that much gas in your car right now because the wind is just, like, <laughs> surfing me to fuck around. But, um, yo, all is well. All is well. A lot of work, just chilling. You know what I mean? What's up? It's super windy outside. My dog don't even want to go for the walk. He's like, I'm good. I'm chilling. <laughs> I'm like, you got it, bro. But uh, to my right is my partner in crime, my brother from another mother. Young Keith. What's good, bro? Yeah. What it is, man. I'm good. Can't complain. Girl, scream like I'm Keith. Living, living a dream? Yeah, living a dream or something like it. <laughs> Max and relaxing. You know, I got, I got a month until vacation. I'm going to Grenada next month, so. Ooh. For a family Ooh. wedding. Okay. <laughs> so can you meditate on, though? You still hitting the meditation joint? Oh, yeah. I hit it hard. I was telling you the other day that um I, I was using them apps. I had mentioned it on another pod. Uh, I, I went through the free the free versions of, of Headspace, and I went through the free version of Calm. I mean, there's still a few other meditations you get for free, but, like, the main ones I went through already. So now I was looking for okay. something else. I was considering paying for one of them. I was like, you know what? I got these old Deepak Chopra CDs. So right now I'm going through those. It's a, it's a, joint, a joint collabo between Deepak and Oprah. So they got 21 days of meditation, and I got three 21-day three meditation cd so i got about three months worth or like two and a half months worth of of a meditation left so then after that i'll see if i consider paying for one of those apps but yeah the meditation would is you, dope though it's like a drug would you consider listening to one of the meditations you've already listened to let's say you listened to one last week would you go back and listen to it again this week if you felt it put you in a good uh place or do you feel like that's redundant oh yeah no 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 definitely i would listen to it again because like the me- the guided meditation audio joints they're not like they're not like album like music albums or a book or something or a movie where it's like you know so I-, I listened to it last week I'm not gonna listen to it again each time you listen to it it brings something different out of you because the meditation is really on you it's not on the not on the speaker that's playing on your speakers so whatever you find it's about letting your thoughts come handling them and just letting your thoughts go so your thoughts ain't gonna be identical on any two days even though the guided speaker the guided meditation person they're saying the same thing so definitely i would definitely listen to them over again because it does something different for you yeah, each I time gotta, as long as you you know you stay still no nah, it's definitely dope it's dope to take that that time whether it's five minutes three minutes five minutes ten minutes yeah um, the longest i've done is 20 minutes and it's taking that time to just to be still mm-hmm and just letting your thoughts come and go, right? Because when you're just going through your day and just not letting, not getting in touch with yourself, you just kind of, uh, it's like, um, it's like if your your shoelaces are tangled. Yeah, you gotta. Right. If your sh- if your shoelaces are tangled and you just keep tugging at them, they just become more tangled. Yeah. Or if you're trying to get out of a, a, a icy patch, 
If you just keep mashing on the on the gas pedal, you just keep getting you you're in a worse and worse situation where it's going to be harder and harder yeah, to get out of that 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 position. So you need to take a step back, kind of let your thoughts come and go, and then then go along your day after your thoughts are organized in your brain. Yeah, so that's how that's how I see it, and that I like I enjoy that time of stillness. I do my thing in meditation, then I go along my day. Cause think about I, I've wasted ten minutes in worse ways. You know what I'm saying? So. Oh hell yeah! Oh shit! Yeah, you gotta tune in. <laughs> you gotta yeah. tune into yourself, man. I, I I believe in that shit too. Cause yo, this morning I tried to do the um do it real quick. I I got distracted though. I started thinking about food and shit. I said, man, let me just. Well, that's good though. You go where your mind. Yeah, go where your mind tells you to go. Yeah, you go where your mind tells you to go. You you acknowledge your feelings. You acknowledge your thoughts. You sit still and be like, all right, a thoughts coming. Yo, there goes up. my thought. I'm hungry. Yo, y'all and, just made me then, feel good though. You made me feel mad good. I thought like, dang, man, I got sidetracked. No, nah, no, nah, that's good. Nish, you all right. You thought about food, you good. Like, yeah. No, nah, you're supposed to. <laughs> you hungry. You, you know what I'm saying? Like, you 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 just acknowledge it. You don't necessarily break your stillness. You just say, yeah. I'm hungry. I'm thinking about having a sandwich. That's, my, that, and then leave that's mindfulness, that. being being aware of the, everything going on around you and, and, and within yeah. you. So, you know what I mean? You actually you actually uh, get an A for effort right yeah. there. Um, I was yo, I was sick as a dog last week, I man. Think everybody I ain't gonna front on up. Had something, yeah, there's something yeah, going man. around. I was, I was working with it too. My my glands were swollen. Uh, I'm not a big medicine person either, so luckily I I just I had like this one random packet of Theraflu left, and that that shit seemed Word. to do the trick. From like so 1972, <laughs> like you you the one that keep all oh, the old yeah, ass no, medicine it, in it, the it, cabinet. <laughs> It was 2016. I definitely was like used before, <laughs> but uh, I was like, "What's the worst that can happen? It's gonna make me more sick." But then I, uh, it did you, the trick. So you, you I give it, it up got, like that? You the type? You gotta crush the the pills up in your applesauce. That's what we gotta do for you. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm the type to definitely have some expired pills though. <laughs> like definitely, <laughs> I'm that person. Cause like, yo, my neighbor one time she was like, "Uh, yo, can I borrow some pills?" I was like, "I got Advil, but you probably don't want it." And she was like, "Why?" She was like, "Um." I was like, oh, it expired like a couple months ago. She was like, that shit don't expire, man. Mm. <laughs> they just try to get you to buy more. I'm like, all right, have, fuck it. rocked out. Asked a couple days later, she said, have it you guys ever used expired condoms? No, you can't no. do that. Why would yeah, you, you can't, you can't do you them things. <laughs> <laughs> Why would you put your life at risk? A headache, a headache ain't no STD. He said, come on, niece, you wildin'. You wildin'. Uh, <laughs> my body's a temple, all right? It's like, yo, y'all, y'all ever share condoms before? You ever- <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not. Nah, that, that, that's a little too much. Have you ever used expired condoms? But yeah, I, I don't check the expiration dates on a lot of stuff. I've, I've eaten cheesy milk, but um, I've never, I've never milk? messed what up. Keep, <laughs> I never spray that shit on your sandwich, milk. but I've never. <laughs> I ain't never used You know what's crazy though? That niche asked, niche asked that question. This probably is like a thirst ass motherfucker that was like, yo, it, it's not that expired. Yeah, like, I'm saying like, <laughs> I mean, yeah. yeah, I know, I know. Uh, there has to be people who, who've done it, whether it's by mistake or they, they just made a bad decision or risky decision, let me say. But how many people really yeah. check expiration dates and shit? Like, that's just like, I had some mangoes. And um, what you gonna call it? Them shits was expired. You know what I mean? Just picked them right up real quick. And I'm like, yo, like when I opened it up, the whole fucking box just popped on me. And I'm like, what the? Like you just sometimes I feel like we just go through life picking things up. That's why we got to get back to the meditating, like you said. Like yo, you know what I mean? Clearing things. I'm out. I'm, I'm weird with the expiration dates. Like I I'm definitely the type to throw something out if it expired yesterday, even though I know 
like if it's milk, it's good for like another three days at the minimum. Like you know what I'm saying? And I know meat sometimes could go past the day. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I'm, I'm just weird it. like that. I don't. I got. Yeah, I don't, I don't like. <laughs> I got to smell that thing. If it ain't if it ain't right, I'm not about to be like Keith out here drinking a cheese milkshake. That ain't. cheese shakes (laughs) i'm good i'm good on those but what else is going on what's up in the world man um i'm gonna need y'all to let a plicker know you know sometimes i got questions and of course ayo niche my homeboy keith they all got the answers so i come and ask y'all a question this week this one is uh i guess it's directed to both of you but niche as an artist you may uh feel inclined to answer first um Mm-hmm. Seeing some things in the news going on, you know what I'm saying? We watching the uh final four uh NCAA championship on Monday, Villanova won. Uh a young man by the name of Dante DiVincenzo. Um he was a player of the game. He is a great player. He was came off the bench. Um believe he, he put down thirty one points, got the most outstanding oh, okay, player, which lit. is pretty much that, that yeah, MVP. Uh white young young white man out there in uh, Villanova, but he was out there. Getting uh getting it in. I brought up his race Wait, for a reason. Wait, he's white. His name is Dante. Dante Divincenzo. Oh, okay, dang. Like D O N T E is uh I guess would be the Italian spelling of Dante. Okay, all right. D O N T A Y. Kind of how black people would spell it. But yeah, his name is Dante. Um, and it seems like a, you know like, like any young college college kid, he's out there, he's enjoying uh the victory, and I guess at the press conference because during the game, someone decided to uncover some of his old Uh-oh. tweets. Because uh, the young man hasn't used Twitter in about two years. The last tweet was, I think, in 2016. Uh, maybe maybe even earlier than that. But um, it's been a while since he's used it. And they decided to pop up the old tweets. Like, you know, that's what people do when you have uh, <laughs> success in life nowadays. Popping. That's what they do. Pretty much. Yep. Um, yeah, so he was about, they, they say somewhere between 13 and 15. So we'll say he was 14 years old when these tweets came out. One of them... Was a Meek Mill lyric. Uh, I wonder how long it took. Yeah, uh, Not the Meek, Meek Mill lyric. lyric. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And Meek just trying to get out of jail right now. He's like, I, I don't need this shit. But uh, balling on these N-words like I'm De- Derek Rose. Uh, but he, he wrote out the actual uh, word nigga, uh, N-I-G-G-A. So he was quoting a song lyric. Um, he also had a lot of tweets where he used uh, the F-word and... and uh, de- derogatory term for for gay people. Uh, the one that I'm seeing right here was looks like one of his friends um, was tweeting about the, the how much they enjoy playing uh, Fruit Ninja, and uh, he was like, "Yeah, who knew that slicing fruit could be so fun?" And which Dante responded, "Only you would tweet this fag." Um. Oh, yeah, to, so my dad thinks I'm a pussy now because I don't want to play fucking soccer. Called something else gay. Has this, uh, a tweet here about girls licking his butthole. But he's, you know, he's a 14 year old. Rubber. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> um, <laughs> dick dropping the rim Word. rubber. Because she's she just coming up with these shits every week. But, uh. <laughs> So at first, uh, the first thing that everyone does when something like this happens was Villanova decided to say, "Well, he was hacked." <laughs> he has. Oh, they did. Uh, he, yeah, yeah. 
He said he hasn't used this account for months. When he, in actuality, he hasn't used it for years, but they decided to come out with a statement before doing their own research on their own situation. Um, the account has been deactivated. Please disregard any of these false tweets. Um, however, he contradicted that during and, <laughs> uh, the press conference. When they asked about it, he was like, yeah, that's mine, but I, I don't remember those tweets. Which, he's, what is he, 19 years old now? Uh yeah. In college, maybe, uh, yeah, nineteen or twenty. No so it's very possible he does. That was like miscommunication, like a motherfucker, like. Yeah, nobody. Yeah, I don't. I don't think they got the word to him. I don't think they were aware that the press knew about it uh, right. before they sat him down. But yeah, that seems like something. You know what that seems like? Somebody like a real hater dude that you went to high school with. That that seeing him at the time and was like, "Yo, why is this white dude just using the n word willy nilly?" And he's like, "I'm gonna find that tweet." While he's watching Homeboy like show out in the fucking national championship game, but obviously uh, the other whoever decided to to bring these or tweets, I had nothing better to do. Be, it could have been one of his old joints. You know what I'm saying? Mm, could have been, yeah. yeah. Well, the, the ladies that or coach not appreciating his newfound fame. <laughs> when people doing research on you, they they check your social media history. Like, um, my wife is in 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 does media for a living, and she says people often like just to you know if you're researching a client or. Yeah. You're just trying to get some kind of advantage, not for any kind of nefarious reason, but you're just looking people up. You look at the Facebook if it's accessible, yeah, Instagram, Twitter. Yeah, so I don't, and it's yeah, not yeah, hard yeah. to do. You just scroll down, and then the last time, no, no, no. Was, but but you would think he's he goes to a top school. He's one of their best players. He's the sixth man off the bench. He's not a starter, but you would think that someone would have had this interest in him before. You know what I'm saying? The, the, but obviously, he's on the biggest stage. They had that yeah, he's loaded. on the biggest stage he's ever been in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. pretty much. They was yeah, waiting. they was waiting. They was waiting for that. Like, yo, they didn't wait for the game to end. You know what I mean? They were like, yeah, it's happening now. So, so what was <laughs> but, uh, what's the connection to the entertainment piece? Well, I was asking. Um, well, well, doing research on that story and finding out some of his tweets, I stumbled upon a story where the uh, Virginia Tech lacrosse team, girls lacrosse team, they actually got in trouble because of a video that came out where they're singing. Um, Freaky Friday by Chris Brown and uh, Little oh, Dicky, so on that sweeping America, nigga, nigga, and 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 they use the eleven times that they say the n word in the song. It's Chris Brown who says the word, by the way, in the actual song. They were singing it uh, pretty, uh, pretty passionately. <laughs> uh, the story actually comes out that in their coach's defense that oh well, at first they were singing Disney songs, but then they made a bad decision and put that song on. They also made a bad decision and recorded themselves. Hey. And then also made a bad decision and had that recording available for it to be uh posted online. So a lot of How bad decisions. Are they again? <laughs> They're college teams, so you got to figure somewhere between 18, 23 oh, that's years that, that's old. That young dumb. Okay. Yeah, but old enough to know better. Yeah. Young dumb, mm. young dumb, <laughs> <laughs> young enough to do wrong, old enough to do better. But um, yeah, so they caught some uh, heat over it. Uh, you know, the coach had to come out, and um, and their their Asian coach felt necessary to point out that he's a minority in his apology. Wait, <laughs> uh, he hit him with the in his quote. <laughs> he had nothing really to do with it though. It like Yeah, no, but he's gonna be the he's probably the the voice, you know what I'm saying? He's a spokesperson. He's taking leadership he's over it, you know what I'm saying? You take some accountability yeah. as a good leader, so uh so the they had just won. They had just won sorry, this is quote. They had just won. They're singing songs. The first couple of songs were Disney songs. Uh, they were celebrating and they were dancing and they were excited. They're good kids that made a bad decision. Uh, he also, oh, sorry, uh, he also said uh, they've got to be educated to make better decisions. They've got to know what's socially acceptable, and I think they're learning all those things. It's a lot on me as the leader. People forget 
I'm a minority. <laughs> um, so he was like, let me let me slide that in there. <laughs> let me slide that in there. I can't be can't be anti-black. I mean, so wait, there's no there were no black people on the team. All the girls were just white. I'll say there's no black girls in the video. Uh, I don't know how, how what the actual team, but I'm assuming no because I, I feel like they would have pointed out the black girl that was on yeah, the team. They but yeah, so there's it's just it's a 12 second video. Imagine being on a bus, a coach bus with a with a team full of athletes and no parents yeah, around, no That's no what like, we used uh, to do. like yeah. I mean, they're dancing. They look like they're in the club and they just decided to cut the part of the song, the 12 second clip of the song where they go where they repeat nigga 11 times. Literally, they're saying if you ever heard the song, they um. Uh, this little diggy in Chris Brown's body saying, "Oh, now I can say the N word, nigga, 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 nigga." And yeah, so what I want to ask, and I think the, the long story short, what Keith was uh, asking me is, as an entertainer, Nisha, someone who uses, um, someone who writes lyrics, I don't know if you use the N word in your lyrics or not. Um, but how do you feel about, for instance, if you had a lyric with the N word about your white audience? Uh, consuming it and also repeating it. Uh, wait, first of all, can I just can I just point out how you like? I don't really listen to your shit, so I don't know if you use the N word <laughs> or not, niche. Word, um, supposed to be but, a homie, uh, like just just pick me up on some of my shit too. Like, what's good? Nah, actually, no, 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 no. Quite quite the contrary. What what I'm also saying is I've heard a lot of her shit, and I can't recall off the top of my head of her ever using the N word. Right, you know up. what I'm saying? Good so I'll three. <laughs> <laughs> I knew exactly what I meant by that. What do you mean? Yo, yo, niche. You want to know how much I listen to you? Niche put me on a Sharkeisha. I didn't even know what the fuck Sharkeisha was. Like I thought that was a girl from Newburgh or for like a freestyle that she had like years ago. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know I'm talking about now. So yeah, I'm on. I'm on the deep cuts. I'm on the underground shit. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, I'm like, who's Sharkeisha? She must be. She must be out there in the school somewhere. But yeah, go ahead, niche. Go ahead. No, but I know. I listen. I don't um I say this like uh as far as me writing my lyrics like being writing lyrics for myself writing lyrics for other people like being a writer I mean you fall in love with words you know what I'm saying if I don't use like in my own lyrics sometimes I won't say nigga but like if I want to then I will. I don't feel like I should have to hold back if that's what like you know what I'm saying calls for it you know what I mean if I want to say it then yeah, that's just like uh like I even had this one song. It's called um, Fireworks First Gunshots, and it was like uh, it was like um, it pretty much saying like I had I used the word nigga and bitches, you know what I mean? But I it's like I wanted you, I had to explain something to people. But that song is just all about a story in itself. So okay, I mean I I use it. Do I use it regularly? No, but if I want to, I don't feel like I should have to um, let's say censor myself. Uh, for specific crowds or specific people to make other people feel comfortable. That's some shit that came from me and that I wrote. So, I mean, and I keep that same energy. Like, now, will I go to a school and perform it? No, just like I'm not going to say no curse words. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's certain things Mm -hmm. for certain crowds. Now, if I'm performing some shit at a concert and, like, you know what I mean? Like, I've done shows and I see, like, uh, even on the DJ tip, Sometimes I get, like, I don't really play, like, a lot of the dirty stuff. One, because the dirty stuff ain't even all that popping to me all the time with other people's lyrics. Now, this is on the DJ side. Okay. So, like, because I'm still fresh. Okay. So, as far as people repeating my lyrics, I haven't I, ha- I, I haven't really had that, like, great experience quite yet. That's something I'm craving for, like, on a big scale. But on the DJ tip, when I'm, when I'm playing songs, nah. Like, I, I play the clean version. Sometimes I do hear 
white people, you know what I'm saying, saying the word niggas. You know what so I mean? So question, question huh. for you, Nish. How do you, one, how do you feel about white people saying the N-word? And two, as a writer, how do you feel about the idea of white people will be singing the lyrics that you wrote? And if you write a lyric with the N-word or even the B-word uh, saying bitch, how do you feel about not just white people saying bitch, but anybody saying bitch Anything, when it's a yeah. derogatory term for girls, uh, for women? So how do you feel um, about white people saying the N-word? And then how do you feel about you possibly, arguably enabling them by writing those lyrics that they may sing along to? All right, so that's thick as shit. So here's the deal, right? <laughs> when it comes to... <laughs> you want to take a second? Nah. You wanna... nah Say nah, it later. Go ahead, Nish. Go ahead. I can talk. Point. You know what I mean? When it comes to writing for other people, it, it definitely, like, it depends on, like, what it's called for and what it is I'm writing. And, like, if I'm telling a story or, you know, like, when I'm working with different artists, if I'm working with a different artist and that's what they want to talk about and that's what they want to say, by all means, you're going to take certain things and switch it up. Like, that's just, like... I've I've written for some people and I've said like yo this you know what I mean chicks da 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 next thing you know I hear the record it's a little switched up bitch da 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 like so I mean people take it and recreate it that's one thing now how do I feel writing it knowing that other people are gonna say it I can't particularly say- people that you might that some particularly people that some people may have problems hearing it from so a white person sings the the the, the word nigga but they're singing along to your song how do you feel about that. To be completely honest with you, I, I do have a, there is a sense of responsibility being an artist, but at the same time, if if I wrote it and I feel fine writing it, I mean, I got to know that people are going to hear it and possibly react the way to someone else saying it or just react the way in general to whatever it is I'm saying. So, like, I don't, do I have a, let me see, how can I word this so it, it hmm. Let me ask this. So, do you, one, do you have a problem with white people saying the N-word, whether it's singing along to a song or just saying it in conversation? I do. Um, that does okay. bother, like, th- to be completely honest, I, that does that does bother me. That's just, like, there's a um, spot that I DJ out at um, when, I'm he- when I'm here in New York, like, regularly, like, a spot in Warwick. And if you've ever been to Warwick, like, it's upstate. It's, like, it's hella white people, like, and, and they show hella love, like, when I mean they show love, they show love from buying drinks, buying food. You know, you need a place to sleep. Like, they're cool. It's no, you know what I mean? I never feel a way being there. I never feel, like, out of the loop. So, um, or uncomfortable. So, I never forget the first time I played there, and I I was running through songs real fast. I was juggling, and I played, uh, uh, Yay and, um, uh, and Hove Joint, that niggas in Paris. You know what I'm saying? So, and I was just like, yo. <laughs> but I, but when I played it, I came through and I just started playing the regular version, but I caught it and I started the song over and I started playing the clean version because I'm like, yo, I don't want to hear, I'm like, they're all white. It's like maybe like a little sprinkle of black people and I'm like, yo, damn, I don't really want to hear all that shit, but I caught it. But not for nothing, I played, like mostly I play nothing but clean records anyway. So it's like, yo, I don't, I'm like, yo, I don't, I don't really want to hear them. But there were still people who said it. Now, am I going to stop the record and go punch somebody in their face? Nah. You know what Maybe. I'm saying? Oh. Like, I know it didn't come from nothing like that. You know what I'm saying? Everyone's enjoying yeah. the moment. Like, it's the atmosphere. Now, if I'm if I'm chilling, there's no music. And, like, you know what I mean? Or I guess someone I come to me like, yo, my nigga, that shit was hard. That you, Yo, your set was fire, my nigga. Like, yo. <laughs> now... <laughs> 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 yo, 
I hope I'm yo, there. I hope I hope I'm there by. No, that's when I'm gonna go viral. You know what I mean? Like it's it, it'd be a thing, but there's I'm like, yo, Sean, put the camera yeah, down. Yo, that's <laughs> put though. the camera like, down. Yo, take off my earrings. It's gonna it's gonna be a a little thing. But um no, nah, I mean I think it's different situations. That's just like even I play basketball. And and yo, I hear them say nigga I, and I let them know, like, yo, like I don't wanna hear nigga, like when y'all even when they Yo, bro, yo, bro. Like, I'm not your bro. Like, I don't, I don't, my name is Niche. I don't even like them saying her when I'm playing basketball. I'm the only girl out there playing ball. Just call me Niche. I'm the only girl that goes nope. to the gym. You know what I'm saying? Like, so I don't know. I think it's it's different things, but it's like for hearing certain words, like if I hear some things, especially like the context and what you're saying, like it, it, everything matters, man. Everything matters. So it's like with writing for other people. Now, if I'm writing for a white artist and she wants to use the word nigga, then I just got to skip out on that check. You feel me? Like, there's certain things I just yeah, won't do. You know what I mean? That's weird. Yeah, yeah, like, it's just, it's certain mm. things. I got to I gotta see what that is, well, you know? Well, I, I was I was going to have a question for you, but I think you answered it. I was going to say, when you're at bars with adults, do you do you play clean music? But it sounds like you do yeah. also. You don't, you always play edited Yo, music no matter what you know the crowd what? is, right? Like, and my homies clown me for shit like that. But it's like, not for nothing, you're going to sing it anyway. You know what I mean? Like, so it's like... I don't know, like now is that is that like a moral, a, like you think like a morality thing, like nah, you just don't want to play the some, curses sometimes, or sometimes like some of the music just sounds way different. Like I don't know, there are some songs though that I do like playing that are dirty because they're they just it's like certain future songs. Like if if I'm playing the clean versions, the whole fucking song sounds different. You know what I mean? Edited, <laughs> like yeah, yo, yeah, yeah, it's like an yeah, instrumental, like a TV exactly. track. Exactly, <laughs> but like I'm so used to um. Like if I do like different events where I am out, like uh, like I did like a um, a opening for a store and shit like that. So I'm so used to like being out in public settings where they have to be, you know, what I'm saying a little clean. Then yeah, but like if I'm in the clubs on a late night, especially if I'm in a dirty spot, I'm gonna be dirty too. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it just it depends on what that mood so, is. Oh, so so if you're in a late night club, that was my question. So if you're in like a late, like a club, it's an after hour spot. You're, you're, then you'll play explicit music, but for the most yeah, part, yeah, depends. Yeah, whatever I pull up, you know, like okay. when you're moving fast, you got the dirty clean and whatever's tagged up. Yeah. So it, it, it definitely like matters. that bar. So like we used to record podcasts on Sundays, and you'd like come from the bar the night before, like that night before you you'd play clean music yeah, at that bar. Yeah, like most of the time, I'm playing dirty music. Like if I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie. If I'm in a oh dirt, you're playing dirty. If I'm, okay. Like because the spot over in Warwick, I'm there a lot. So it's just like not for nothing. Yeah. If I'm playing like for me. I'm not going to sit up there and be that black DJ playing mad nigga, fuck this bitch that. Like, you know what I'm saying? I, and a lot of my music, like, I, I don't play just hip-hop anyway. So it's like, yo, but I, I mm. for me, I don't even like hearing all that shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's a, no, that's a me thing. So it's like, yeah. even in the car, like, I got the little guys most of the time. Sometimes they riding with me. Or I got other people. Like, if my mama get in the car, like, you know what I mean? Like, I want to, I still want to play my music, but I'm not going to sit up there and let all the curse words ride out and my mom's just in the whip and I'm about to drop her off at church. Nah, it ain't that type of party, you mm. know? I, I commend you for the DJ thing and also the artist thing because um, that's big as an artist. That it sounds like it's a, it's a, a effort on your, a conscious yeah, effort on your part to is. not have, yeah, to not have nigga and bitch in your lyrics because my view, to, to answer Keith's question about how I feel about white people using it, I, I'm kind of sympathetic to them based on context. Yeah. So, I'm not going to just hear you use the N-word and want to punch you in the face if you're quoting a lyric or if you're quoting something. Like, if these people grew up on that music and you're going to tell them this is the one word yeah. they're not going to use, they're going to use the word. Like, yeah. I, that's just how... 
life is, we're as human beings. If you told me I couldn't use a word, guess what I'm using when nobody's yeah, around? Gonna, yeah. That fucking yeah, word. Yeah, but that's, that's the point, though. <laughs> so, but at the same time, too, don't get it twisted. If you, if you, some of my music that I that I do have, I got nigga in there. I got bitch in there. Like, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? That's how I felt creating that song. Like, not for nothing, I went yeah. with that feeling, and, and, and that's, that's nothing wrong with that. And, and at work, I work with white people. I don't use the N-word around certain... Um, well, I guess around people of uh, uh, different races, a lot of the other black people do, and I don't think anything's wrong with it. They're they're having a normal conversation. I personally don't, because I want to be able to when somebody makes me feel uncomfortable with that word to be able to check them, and they can't be like, "Well, you use that word all the time." Yeah. However, on this me. podcast, yeah, but no, I'm sure if, if some of my coworkers listen to this podcast, I sure I, I have used the N word yeah. um, before, and it, it might sound different to them because they're like, "Oh, I'm not used to him using that word," but that's how the N word works. You know, what I'm saying we're in this comfortable space. You know what I'm saying? So we kind of go back to that. I'm not going to use it in a work setting because I don't want them to ever be able to use that against me. Man. You know what I mean? And um, so, I, so, so, but where I said with hip hop, I feel bad because a lot of these kids, they grew up on it. They're, they're hearing it repeatedly, repeatedly over and over again. They probably think it's cooler than it is, the word is just based off the fact that society Man. doesn't want them and, to say it. And they consume. It. And it's just like. You got to think about it too. Not for nothing. Um, you know what I'm saying? Hip hop is consumed and, and like, you know what I mean? Purchased by white people, by you them. know what I'm saying? So it's like, yeah, yo, like, yeah. they're the ones who's buying the music and, and listening to it. it. Like, it's crazy. Like, and not for nothing, nowadays, to keep it even more of a rack with you, I see more white people sagging their pants than I see black people. I see a lot of the white, oh, yeah. like, well, in the yeah. high schools and mm-hmm. shit like mm-hmm. that, like, when I'm walking around. Mm-hmm. Let me tell y'all, one time, not for nothing, there was this kid, he was talking, you know, it's always the cool white boy, you know what I mean? Like, he's cool, you know what I mean? He's he Quote, unquote, cool. Yeah, yeah, he's quote-unquote cool. i never forget I had to sub for this class. So he was in the class, you know what I mean? He's, he's with some of the black kids. And, like, I seen him. He came in with his joggers on and shit like that. And they, <laughs> they a little tight. You know what I mean? But he's, he's sagging his joggers, no doubt. So I'm like, yo, you know, pull up your pants and shit. Like, I'm I, one, I'm a lady. And two, like, nobody wants to see that shit. So I had him pull his pants up. He pulled them up. And he hit me with the, oh, oh, oh no doubt, miss. Oh, all right, cool. Like, no problem. Let me tell you my name, too. Because, like, if I tell you my name, I don't want you to keep calling me miss that's a respect thing with me like no no doubt so whatever met him and everything everything cool so he was like oh yeah yeah you cool da, da, da. like whatever <laughs> i don't need to co-sign we good. <laughs> we good so now we sitting there so i hear him talking to somebody he uses the word nigga now you know i have good ears right so i don't like when kids curse around me all that shit because it's like yo i'm not your friend you know what i mean like relax but i know when kids are talking to each other you know what i mean that's among them amongst them so it, it like you know, I don't want to be eavesdropping, but you know, I got good ears. So mm-hmm. next thing, and it sounds it sounds loud to me. So I always tell kids that. So he over there talking. So he's like, "Nah, my nigga, my nigga, that like, yo, nigga, you create yo, my nigga, like, yo, niggas is that like just saying the word nigga." So, yo, I hit him with that. Yo, come here for a second. Nah, just bring all your stuff too. Just meet me out in the hallway. Give me a second though. So he, everybody looking, they like, oh, snap. So I'm like, yo, yeah. So, so, um, he got up, right? So, um, oh, oh, no, no. Before that, I had called him to the front and I was just like, yo, just be like your language, be easy on the language. That's, that's what I did the first time. So then, yeah, he kept going. So then I was just like, yo, grab him. You didn't, did you specifically say the N word? Well, like, he, he, he knew N-word what or? it was. Cause I looked at him. I was like, yo, your language. And he was like, oh, no, my fault. I feel you hit me with that. No doubt. And I did it quietly. You know what I'm saying? Like, I didn't do it, like, call him out. Like, nah. So then he kept, he, he's talking, hit a whole bunch of N-words. So the second time, I was like, yo, just do me a favor, grab all your stuff, and just um, 
You know what I'm saying? Meet me outside out of the classroom so we get outside the classroom so he like i know i'm using that word too much and all that but you gotta understand i said no 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 no, no. the thing is i'm here in the classroom today i don't know what you used to doing and i had to read him his rights and shit like that and he was just like yeah you know um I, like my parents they're they're white you know and um but i got some cousins like he tried to justify like <laughs> you know what i mean it's i've been to some black weddings before yo, so. yeah, you know what it was too it's kind of like he um you, you ever, like, when you get pulled over, you try to, like, sober up and shit like that? You know what I mean? Like, everything changed <laughs> on him. Like, yo, I promise you, everything changed on him. So my question for y'all is, have y'all ever been in a setting where you kind of had to, like, like you know what I mean, P- like, educate someone or, like, you know what I mean, pull them to the side, like, yo, listen, what you, like, that language that you using, like, I ain't really with it. Like, even, even maybe being around people and they using, like, you know, bitch so much and bitch that bitch. You know what I'm saying? Like, has that ever affected you where you had to say something to someone or excuse yourself from a situation so you don't get all crazy? Mm, um, no, because like you mean like an adult? Uh, Am an I gonna adult say something? Or a child? Like whoever? Like a family member? Like y'all ever been in that situation? I don't. I, I don't. I can't say I have. Well, I, I've been in a situation, but I can't say that I have said something to yeah. them because I also feel like I'm not. The amount of time that it's taken for me to get into a debate with you about why you shouldn't use the N word as a, 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 a an adult, a white adult, it's like that's a common sense thing. I shouldn't even have to take that effort. So, I, personally, I base it on context. So, if you were saying it in a way to offend black people, well, now I have to confront you. But if you were saying it as if someone gave you the the quote unquote black pass like this young man sounds like in Anisha's story sounds like he had or uh Richie Incognito comes to mind where he was an NFL player that played for the Miami Dolphins and they allowed him to use the n-word because he the rest of his linemen were were, were young uh, black uh players that used that word and they didn't have a problem with him saying it that doesn't give you a pass for the entire black race word. and for me to pull you aside and be like yo fam da 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 I'm doing that as out of a current uh, a courtesy cuz I don't necessarily really care about it because I'm I, I can say and be like, well, he doesn't mean that as a, in, in an offensive way. Yeah. He he means that as a quote unquote turn of a damn it, as opposed to someone. Oh, he's saying that to get a reaction out of me. But I would be pulling him aside to tell him that as a courtesy of when you come across the next black person who might not care, who might not who might care a little bit more about that, who might have had family members had personal situation with that word, and now they That's feel like saying, it's yeah. they can't go on with their day unless they confront you. That if I, it was a, that, that would be the only reason I pull someone aside. But as a grown adult. You could catch that ass whooping, and I think Word. that that's probably gonna be more memorable than than me t- sitting here and pulling exactly. you aside and be like, "Hey, you know those keep, those young men over there might have a problem with using that that's word." A fact. Like keep that same energy. That's what, like, you know what I mean? Especially when the kid, like, if it's like with that kid, I was just like, "Yo, listen, homie, like, where you from?" And he was just started telling me his story. I ain't even gonna hold, you know what I mean? And it's funny because he follows me. Like, he, he shed mm-hmm. a few tears and all that. You know what I mean? Like, it's mm-hmm. like you know, you just never know. You know what I mean? You never know. Like, we, yo, I promise Can we cue, cue the, cue the yo, crying music I right now? Because, <laughs> yo, you know what it is? It's like, yo, like, when I look, like, I, for me, like, if I'm looking at you and I'm talking to you and, I'm, and I, I, like, I was I was talking. You know what I mean? I didn't give a fuck I was in a school and shit. Like, you know what I mean? If I feel a way, if I'm I'm there, I'm going to talk to you. If I, if I, that's what I'm saying. I don't censor myself. You know what I mean? You wanna, I'ma treat you how you, you know what I mean? Like these rap songs that you listening to, like I done seen some shit. Like you don't, that energy that you're creating, listen, you don't, you don't want that to follow, follow you around. Cause like you said, you're gonna end up catching some hands from somebody, you're gonna have to eat that. Keith, that ever happened mm-hmm. to you though? Like you ever been somewhere and like, 
similar the to play. I've been I've, I've been in the situations. Maybe I should have said something, but I didn't. The way I look mm. at it is, um, it, it made me feel. It made me feel bad, but at the time, this was years ago. At the time, this is like before therapy. I wasn't able to. Not, I was able to. I was less able to express what I'm feeling, and also I thought that how I felt really didn't matter that much to the world. So if I felt bad, I sh- what I should have said is like, I don't really like you saying. Like I feel, I feel, um, you know, like frustrated or sad when you say something like that. You know, you being white and all. But I, I never said it. But I never, I didn't have a lot of close friends or like actual acquaintances who I've talked to that have used the word. Like I would hear it in a schoolyard or something like that from somebody I didn't know. You know what I'm saying? So I've never yeah. heard it from anybody that that I knew that closely. I've had white friends that quote unquote the down quote unquote down white friends who the dope the cool cool, ass mikey yeah the the quote-unquote cool ass white mike white mike yeah Yeah, i've had the white mics but they've never used the n-word i think they knew you know what i'm saying because just like eminem you just you just know but then the 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 white kids who they don't know they think it's okay to use it and their their black friends accept it so um so i guess i haven't really been put in a great position to be able to say something but i have heard it and i felt bad about it I've had a, a Asian dude call me nigga with the hard R at the end, like oh, derogatory. Man. Did he he roll cut the me R? off in traffic. Yeah, he rolled the R. <laughs> and wow. uh, I'm not. Yo, you I'm so, I'm so Wait, did you get nah. the plate number, homie? Because you know we nah. got people set up in situ. All right, man. <laughs> uh, he, he, but 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 I was so I'll, I'll say I'll this like, though. I was like, damn. I was like, not even about. It was a, it was actually like a delivery truck van, and it was a white dude and an Asian dude. The Asian dude was was throwing out the racial slurs and the white dude was like, nah, he, he's just acting up, you know, it's all good. We'll give you cash or whatever. And they gave me cash and I'm like, all right, well. Oh, wait, wait. Be- they, they paid you to keep that quiet? They gave you No, nah, it was, it was a small collision. Oh. And like, it was like a scratch on the, on the, um, like the quarter panel. And Keith out here signing non-disclosure yeah, agreements. Yeah, I was about to say, he on his <laughs> Tiffany Haddish shit, right? <laughs> <laughs> nah, I mean, I, I, I didn't, I, I, over I didn't get too crazy over it. It kind of like came and went. I mean, I, I, I thought about it afterwards. And um, the N word, because the N word neutralizes you. Like I don't w- w- different from what Keith said. I don't feel bad when a white dude uses it with the A at the end, because you could visually see on him he thinks it's cool to exactly. use it. Like he feels like I, someone has given me this acceptance, and now I'm going to use it. And uh, and uh, there's a Wale lyric in the in a song called The Kramer, where basically in the second verse he's saying that as a black kid he's hearing the one white friend use those same lyrics that, that, you know, they listen to the same artist and the white kid is using it. He's like, ah, it's nothing. That's insignificant. The white kid is like, word, he just let me get away with that. I'm saying this shit all the time. So now it's nigga, nigga, nigga every single day. You know what I'm saying? And now they're saying it in his face. That's the, you know, so that's, that was one of, that's one, first of all, one of the hardest Wale songs. And it, it's true. It's, it's literally what it is. And I think me and Keith and maybe you too, Nish, I've, I've, I guess I had the quote unquote luxury of being called a, a nigger with the hard ER at the end. It feels totally different. Trust me, you know the difference in two seconds. If you get, I don't give either word that much power, but if there was one that's going to get a reaction out of me, it's definitely the ER. I don't got time to waste my time schooling this young man on why he shouldn't be using it with an A at the end yeah. just because Ghostface using it. Yeah, yeah. Because then I got to go, I got to go to the Asian kid that listened to Wu Tang <laughs> back in the day the when Wu Tang was doing the entire. <laughs> entire crowd was all Asian people who cursed. I gotta go talk to them and be like, well, maybe you know, because in in civil rights times and also in times of slavery, I don't, you know, I don't got time yeah. to give them that history lesson. You, 
Catch those hairs, like Nish said. If you do, yeah. if not, educate yourself. Yeah, yeah. Protect your neck, like Wu Tang said, man. Like, yeah. <laughs> learn the game and don't be out here just quoting all so, shit willy nilly. So, bro. to even, you know what I mean? Even how we was talking, you know, with, you know, I mean, we can't save every white mic, but the the other white mic, Mike Rappaport, y'all was talking about earlier Mike too. Mike Rappaport. Yeah, yeah, what the fuck man. is going on with that shit? My man, like you get a black pass, kinda right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They let you in the movies. They bring you close to the culture. <laughs> I think they taking you, it back you, now. <laughs> <laughs> word, right? But but what, but think about it. Think about it in a, in another in another setting. Think about if you went to like you were the only black kid at, at like a white school, and then someone let you in with their crew. You know what I'm saying? You're going to start, you know what I mean, doing some of the stuff they're doing, telling some of the jokes they're telling. But I think you're going to have a conscious effort of learning, all right, what boundaries do I cross? You know what I'm saying? How? What's too far? What's not enough? And from what I understand, your man Michael Rappaport got into a little spat with... Uh, Kenya? Kenya Moore. No, that's why That's why I slid in. Yo, yo, <laughs> yo, keep on. now what, we doing voiceovers. Yeah, man. <laughs> we doing voiceovers for all names. I'm letting y'all just How you got to punch it? in the names? <laughs> <laughs> you gotta go to the whole Google, the Google fucking uh, Urban Dictionary and shit. pronunciation tool and shit like that. Niggas <laughs> a true su- suburban teacher. So, so what? Kenya. No, Keith, you said they were on Andy Cohen's yeah. show. They were on Andy Cohen's show, something related to the, the the Real Housewives of Atlanta, of of which um, Kenya is on on the cast. Okay. And they were just chatting, and then they all started snapping on each other, and Michael Rapport went with the whole ashy feet shit. But then he followed up, and on social media posted a pic- picture, which is a split screen of Kenya next to a gorilla, you know, I- implying that she's some type of gorilla. Yo, you know how you know you got somebody in a, in a roasting session? When they feel like, all right, the roaster session's done, now let me bring this to another platform. Yeah, they gassed them. Yeah. They had the gas mic. <laughs> Yo, just... You know that's how you got them, and then, and then they went racial. That's like double when someone's like ran out of jokes and let's just get racial with it. You know whatever you said about them hit home. Yeah, well, the, uh, <laughs> uh, Michael Rappaport's so- argument is that he didn't go racial, but the root, the um, the publication, the, the online publication, the root wrote an entire article about how Michael Rappaport's the worst type of racist, the worst type of white dude. That's the the quote unquote down white dude who still is racist and just you know. You know, the, black people accepted him, but he still like has white ra- racist tendencies. I don't necessarily agree with the with the article, the sentiments in the article, article, but I could see where it's coming from because esp- essentially this article expressed the sentiments of Black Twitter. You know what I'm saying? And well, well, before you even get that, Michael Rappaport defended his use of that picture, right? By saying after after the he... root, so the root came out, and essentially he oh, waged okay. his war on the root. Um, to okay. that article saying that he's the worst what kind of white dude. So he's saying, you know, what the fuck is the root talking about? Um, you know, pretty much they got on their high horse, they got on their soapbox, but they don't really know me. They don't know that I'm not racist. I'm the least racist dude. And he pretty much, Michael Rapport pretty much recited the script of any white person that got accused of being racist. You know what I'm saying? I, I got black friends. I always do this. This is how I talk. I always post pictures of, I've been of, the of simians. Cookouts. Yeah, just uh, yeah, primate pictures is my thing. So, like all that shit. So at the at, at the least, he's trying to say that if we take race out of it, he's trying to say that this young lady looks like a primate. Yes, right. At if the he, least, if, he, like if he's not making a. a yeah, if he's not making a racial statement, which all right. So that's that's you don't you don't have the 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 presence of mind to know that. 
maybe because of this young lady's race, a, uh, a gorilla or, or a monkey isn't something that you should use. But in all honesty, I don't think uh, there's a lot of people who I don't think knew, know that because remember Gap had that. Not sorry, not Gap. Yeah. Um, it was H and M. H and M. Yeah, they had that ad uh, with the coolest monkey in the jungle uh, hoodie on, on the young black no, kid. Steven Adams made a comment about little monkeys. I, I believe LeVar, sorry, uh, D'Angelo and uh, LaMelo's coach in Lithuania uh, referred to them as, uh, no, I'm sorry, he, he referred to them as the little one. He didn't refer to them as animals, but the, still calling them the little one but is you, pretty offensive. You just also. named three <laughs> foreigners. Michael Rappaport is, a, is a, an American. And not only that, he's he's worked with the black community quite a bit. I, I think his girlfriend is black, but I'm not, don't quote me on that, but... His partner on his podcast is black. Um, he, he just he did the, the the a tribe called Quest documentary. Like he knows, mm-hmm. he's from. He has more familiar familiarity with the black race than does the average white person. But yet he did this. He should know that the you know this is not good to put a black woman next to a gorilla, right? Mm-hmm. And then let's say you had a lapse of judgment. And you're like, oh yeah, I forgot that was a thing. But now you're reminded that it's a thing. Like, my bad, y'all. Y'all know it. I hope you know that trust can trust me when I say it's not that. And I know this hurts people. My bad. And then keep it moving. But he's trying to defend himself and call him the root. Pretty much calling him a piece of shit. He's always said shit, though. Like, you know what I mean? He's always had something to say. Like, even I was looking at, um, like, some old tweets that someone else brought up, too. Oh, shout out to, um, what is it? Uh, Madame Noir. Like, they said, um... He said, can anyone, anybody crying for Janet Jackson right now? This was during the Super Bowl. And he was saying, can anyone crying for Janet Jackson right now tell me that the la- tell me what the last Janet Jackson song was that was popping? He's like, yo, motherfuckers always want to make something. He's like, if you can find me saying uh, Janet Jackson is a has-been, I'll come hit your hair with a straightening comb. If you can't find that, you can come wash my car. But it's like, yo, he always, he's always making little references. Like, he thinks he's... You know, White Mike, like, he's cool enough to say certain shit, you know what I mean? Like, doing little digs on black people. And the whole shit that Mm. happened with Kenya, when she said, like, yo, I'll pass on you, you know what I mean? You're a middle-aged, chubby, you know, white male, you know, that I'm cool. I don't don't need all that extra shit from. Like, he felt the way. And he, like I said, he kept going. So... That shit hits yeah, home. Yeah, he, he felt the real yeah. way about it. But at the same time, like I said, like, we kind of, like, did we make this motherfucker too comfortable? Did we do that? Like, yeah, if oh, Gary that's, Owens that's a, that's goes in, question. like, did, like yeah. us, did we make him too comfortable? Do y'all feel that way? Well, well imagine how it was like, like, as his podcast partner, yeah. you know what I'm saying? I'd feel like, yo, I'd have to pull you aside and be like, or even on the podcast, yeah, I think, let me get an episode it. out of it. Fuck it, it's content. Uh, yeah. yeah, I'd be like, yo, you were in, you were wrong for that. Like, that's the thing, we, and we talked about it on another episode. Everybody tries to pull people down by association, yeah. but you also could help help your friends through your association and say, "Yo, fam, we're friends. Me and Keith are still friends, but hey, Keith, I feel like this thing you did was corny. Like we could talk about it and then go back to being friends afterwards, or we could just not address it. Whatever you want to do, but I'm not gonna say if someone asks me about it, I gotta let them know you were in the wrong for that. And and if there's a learning, if this, if this is a teaching moment, more power to it. Let's do it. Let's, let's, let's do it. If you're going to get in your feelings and feel some type of way, then maybe this is a conversation we don't need right. to have, but just don't feel no type of way. If you see someone ask me a question and I respond, honestly, I, I'm coming to you with my honest feelings. That's a fact. Even, um, even with T.I., remember when T.I. addressed um, Lil Wayne? 
on um social mm-hmm. media. It was on what was it? I think it might have been on Instagram, and they was talking. Y'all remember that shit? What was what were they talking about? Oh shit! Here we go. Right, Keith. I thought you was gonna have that for me. Um, he's <laughs> information. <laughs> Keith was like, actually, on December 29th, Little Wayne tweeted Yo. out. Uh, well, what, what were they talking about in general? Like, what kind of thing did Ti? Wasn't it, if, if I'm I'm going off of memory here, I think when Little Wayne came out a comment about being black in America yeah. and saying that it's it's not that bad, but gotcha. that he's, he's never saying it from the perspective of a, and all of that. Like he's exactly, like, but he's been a multimillionaire exist. since he's been a teenager. <laughs> yeah, that shit just doesn't exist, and like you know. Um, T.I. T.I. spoke on it, especially since he said, like, you know, he said it publicly. People was like, yo, you should have just hit him up and, and, and slid in the DMs off of it. But, I mean, that's something that affects everyone, you know? Let me pull. I'm about to find this shit right now. Ti. Yeah, no, and but we we and we've had that debate on this yeah, show many times. If it's it. cool to pull someone aside, or if it's cool to tweet someone publicly, uh, for for the entire world to see. I think if you really care, you'll pull them aside. If you really don't give a fuck and you like, yo, I want people to know that I'm pulling them aside. <laughs> I want y'all to see this. Then do it publicly. Whatever the point may be, is like. And there's also this concept with Michael Rappaport, fam. You still could be racist, no matter how much you've been in the black community. If you get hit by a car and you see it's a black driver, and your first reaction is this black bitch, <laughs> like it, it, you know what I'm saying? It, it doesn't. Everything you did before doesn't take that away. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't be like, oh well, he can't be racist because he made the Tribe Called Quest movie. Yeah. Uh, nah, <laughs> like you know what I'm saying? You can still have those feelings. You might have just been drawn to one culture than another, but if you're gonna take it to race the second you got an opportunity to. And, and, and maybe his argument might be like she took it to race first. If 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 what Nish said, her comments about him being a chubby white middle aged ball man, he might have felt she took it to the race thing first. Yeah. Um, well, she was saying that but you also got to know because like, he he you know he tried to yeah. be funny and shit. Like I, I feel you. Like who who said it first for the reaction and everything like that? Yeah. You know what I mean? But 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 don't know. But but when it comes to issues like that, as a white man in America, they're, they're always going to point the finger at you. Like fam, you should have know. You like what what are you thinking? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? No matter if she, she didn't insult your race, she made a statement of a, a statement of fact that you are a white person uh, she threw some extra shit in there but you know what i'm saying like you took it to a whole nother place by trying by by, by with your response so i there's no win for white mike on that one mm. Mm. Nah. and sometimes you just gotta move on sometimes you make and what keith said i, I would have rather him address it be like yo this was wrong i shouldn't have done this let's you know what i mean i don't th- i think we would have been more forgiving than that but when you try to sit here you ever see someone try to tell a lie and they blatantly tell yeah. a lie they got that stupid look on their face it's like that's you look like that now and nobody yeah. wants to i think nobody wants to really fuck with what you. he wanted wants to do is buck the system of political correctness so the root you know being ultra woke they you know they rubbed him the wrong way rubbed him the wrong way and he feels that apologizing will be kowtowing to the to the the outrage machine, you know what I'm saying? The the social justice warriors. So he doesn't want to do that. So he probably wants to appear strong. And it's not all that, it's not all that uh, dissimilar from what Donald Trump does, right? Like somebody mm-hmm. says, yeah, yeah, that ain't right. And he's like, yeah, it is right. And let me, let me double down on it. And that's what, what Michael Rappaport's doing right now. His inner, his inner Donald Trump has come out. But enough about this, man. You know what I'm saying? Let's let's just move forward. White people, my suggestion is maybe don't use the N-word moving forward. But, you know, if you decide to, do it at hey, your own keep risk. That same, <laughs> keep that same energy. You feel me? That same energy that you have, like, don't don't be low on it. That's me. Because you're going to find some. Well, let's, let's lighten things up a bit. All right.
Let's light, let's light your things up a little like, bit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you looking out the window right now? Like, like I'm ready to oh, set it off, Slow right? down. <laughs> slow down. No, nah, no. Nah, let's, let's, like I said, light your things up a bit. I got a favorite segment. And you know what my favorite segment is on the show, Niche? When my homeboy Keith starts telling us what we should be watching on television. Yo, that's a fact. Because you... He, uh, it's yeah. sweeping the nation. Yeah. Like the the public likes it, everyone likes it. Yeah. So it's time for keep it on that channel. <laughs> what should we be watching, bro? Yo, wait, wait. Well, right wait, now. Wait before you before you go in on everything. Just know I watched that Roxanne. Roxanne. Mm-hmm. Lit. What's that? What's that? Go what ahead, you Keith, What's Roxanne? Roxanne, Roxanne on on Netflix. Um, the movie about Roxanne Shante. Pretty much, um, it's a biopic. Okay. Yeah. yeah uh, what did you think about Anish? Yo, honestly, um, so like if you're not familiar with Roxanne, um, Shantae, like she was definitely a, a dope female, um, pioneer, MC, um, in hip hop, and she she was lit before you know she she got, excuse me, taken advantage of uh, at a at a interesting time in hip hop, especially with females, and I like the story behind it. I just wish I I would have seen more in the later years where she was lit instead of like, you know. Of course, we like to see her overcome, yeah, through different obstacles. But I mean, she definitely still has some good, some good times, and I feel like we didn't really get to see all of that. Especially, we didn't get a chance to see where she's at now. So, um, I thought it was cool. I felt like it ended a little bit too abrupt, but maybe that's uh for the part two, maybe. But now I'm just like, nah, I don't know if I would really be here for the part two because I felt like you should have just continued it real quick, you know, like. You get so so two thumbs up or, or one thumb. Yo, I'm gonna have to go. I'm gonna up. have to go with like a three point five, maybe three out of five. Yeah, out of five. Three point five. Three point two. Like it was, it was good. It kept me. Um, what's the homie's name that was in there? Um, from a uh, the one that plays her husband. Yeah. Um, Herschel Ali. Yeah, Herschel. Yeah, I, he's lit. I mean, it's just something about uh uh, you know, what I mean that melanin on him, and he just be lit with it. So I'm I'm here for him. He's just. Real assertive. I love. I love the roles that he plays because he. It's just like he gets so into it. I was, well, whatever. He's a good actor. No, he's a, he's an he's an amazing actor. Um, <laughs> yeah. I would say this about his role. Uh, I get afraid when I see people heading heading down the path of being typecast. So essentially, uh, yeah, he yeah, played. He played the same guy. It was almost like a spinoff from Moonlight. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So he played the charismatic dope boy. That yeah. that's trying gotcha. that that's looking out for people. At least the movie starts with him looking out, kind of yeah, looking out for her being that father figure. Yeah. Right. So um, the way I feel about it, along the lines of the part of the the um her life that it covered, you said it didn't cover when she was lit. At what point did she become lit? Well, yeah. Like I mean, real, well, like more lit than she was in the in the movie. Um, I feel like she had. I feel like she had a little more success than what they they uh, you know accredit her uh, you know to actually have in the um gotcha you know like I, I, there was more you know what I'm saying like it just showed mm-hmm. her going through all the hard times and like you know not to give it away y'all gotta watch it though put it like that like Roxanne Roxanne like it was good but I just wanted yeah. to see you know what I'm saying more highlights for me like you know yeah it's just like, damn, I, I, like she she did go through shit though don't get me wrong. Her 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 career was definitely a learning lesson for not just female MCs but MCs in general and being an artist in general and not you know, you know following that light and not getting caught up in a lot of bullshit. But it's kind of like how could she because of like, you know her whole uh you know environment and shit like that. But it was a good look. It was I, I appreciated you uh, uh pitching the the Roxanne Roxanne like that was good. Yeah. What'd you think about it? Yeah. So um, 
I would give it four out of five stars. Not personally following Rock, Roxanne Shantae's career or music in real time because it was before my time and it's one of the people that I didn't go back and and check on her career or check on the history of Roxanne Shantae. So watching the movie, I know her name, so but it was more, I was going into it with no judgments, nothing to expect. I know that she's a rapper, so I expect some rap in there. It's cover, the movie covers her teenage years and her her ascension through the rap game, pretty much how she entered the rap game to, to the point of where she became like a, a household name. So she was a house she was a household name in her earlier years within the Queen set. She came out of Queensbridge, same projects as Nas. I, I thought it was a good movie. I thought what they did, especially nowadays where people have to find interesting angles on how to enter a biopic, like you know, biopics used to go from birth until death or birth until some some point that the, the director or the writer chooses, but this one just covers her teenage years, and I think it, it was just right. Yeah. As far as it ending abruptly, it did end kind of awkward. Um, yep. You know, it just, it just ends kind of awkward. So um, I, I liked it. I, Mahershala, of course, I liked his performance, but I just I was afraid that he, I don't want him to be that, continue to be that smooth talking. You know, I don't want him to be the Avon Barksdale in the yeah, in the Wire reboot. But um, yep. definitely wasn't he a, a drug dealer in um, what's the the Marvel joint? Oh, uh, um, Luke Cage, exactly. Luke Cage. Luke Cage. Yeah, Except yeah. that he wore a suit, so he was a a, a smooth talking dope boy, just a little bit oh, more villainous. And, and then um, but nah, he had the dope role too though. In um, what's the movie with uh, Kev, uh the Netflix show with Kevin Spacey? House of Cards. Yeah, House of Cards. He had a different character. Well, that's yeah, so that's how I right. first knew him. So that's yeah, how I too. first knew him. So, yeah. and then he left the Queen show, did Luke Cage, Moonlight, and and um, and Roxanne, sure. Roxanne. So, yes, he you was a, like a political strategist in the, the Netflix show. So that was dope. And I knew him as like a, a lawyer, professional type, wearing a suit, smoothest dude in the whole show. Yeah. Um, probably one of the most important characters in the, in the whole show while he was there. So definitely. So I hope he gets back and something Yo, you like remember, that action here. Remember that something. movie they made out here in Connect? Remember I told you they was filming a movie out here with uh he's he's in the movie uh it's called A Place Beyond the Pines. That's the first place I ever seen him. Um, I didn't, I didn't he, see that movie. A, I, How big was his role? Yeah. Um he's he's throughout the entire movie is basically it's a it's a silly movie, but um some dude comes to Schenectady, he impregnates a chick, he gets locked up, comes back, and he realizes, oh, she she has a kid now. But now it's it's uh uh, I almost said it was Rosario Dawson, but it's not. It's somebody else. But um, he uh, he basically comes back, and Mahershala is her new man. He's like, uh, uh she she doesn't like thugs anymore. She you know he's like a stand up dude, and um, she cheats on him with with uh the dude that got out of jail. But so he thinks he could like come back in her life, and basically he you know he tries to hurt Mahershala. Okay. But um, it's the movie goes all over the place. Though. It's called A Place Beyond the Pines. Yeah, I'll check yeah. that. I'll, I'll see if I can find that somewhere. But um, real, as far real, as television goes, though, oh, real, um, real quick, the last OG. We fade the black on the Roxanne, Roxanne. I can't wait to see more work, though, from um the woman who played her, Shantae Adams. I want to see more from her. Like, the actress. She, I wonder how much like Rox, how much, um, my fault needs, what'd you say? Nah, the, the woman, um, Shantae Adams, who played Roxanne. Like I want to see more from her, and shout out to the homie um Arnstar who was uh he was he played MC Shan, 
Mm-hmm. He's another kid that's like okay. in the Bronx. Like I, I met him before. He's pretty dope. But like the girl, I want to see more from her. I think she was pretty good. You think she was good? Like good enough? Yeah, she's a solid actress. Definitely yeah. a solid actress. Um, reacting to everything that that Shantae was her character Shantae was going through at the time. Yeah, how she related she to dope. people being being young, but be uh, being thrusted <laughs> into this world where you have to be super smart. Yeah, uh, and she made mistakes and really. Being in those moments, you know what I'm saying? Crying, really sad moments, really happy moments. When she was excited, you felt the excitement. So, um, yeah, it was definitely dope. Her her performance, her individual performance. But what else you watching? I wonder. I wonder how much uh, Netflix paid her for that for that deal. I don't know, Monique. What you? (laughs) (laughs) Monique got us us thinking about all that shit now. (laughs) How much Roxanne and Shantae got for that? That's that's uh, a phone call. Hey, my love. (laughs) 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 She's checking everybody. How much you got? (laughs) Oh, you wonder how much Roxanne and Shantae got paid or the the actress? No, I was saying Roxanne and Shantae, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. But uh, I was just joking. That was a Monique joke. You know, it's... A matter of time before we can't use them anymore, so I figure I get one more in. <laughs> but um, <laughs> now that movie I was telling y'all, Place Beyond the Pines. Um, like I said, it, it was Ryan Gosling's in it, Bradley Cooper, and Eva Mendes. And then um, I believe that was the introduction of Mahershala Ali. But I haven't seen him in anything before that. But it's a terrible movie. But it's if you want to see some of the places in my neighborhood, check it out. Are we ready to move so, on? What now? else you watching? <laughs> yeah, we yeah, ready. What, what else you got? Yeah. What <laughs> else you watching? Right. You tell us about the Aaron Hernandez uh documentary like two episodes ago. How was that? Um, Aaron Hernandez, that documentary, I think it's on the old network or Oxygen or whatever. Um, okay. I mean, as a documentary piece, it's kind of e, e, e newsy, you know what I'm saying? Like just kind of throwing out ex, ex, uh, exciting tidbits. But to know the ex- circumstances around the whole Aaron Hernandez thing, because it moves so fast, right? All that stuff happened in a span of what, like two, three years? Uh, yeah, with him, yeah, yeah, because yeah. uh, this case stretched stretched on for a while, yeah, yeah. So like two, I mean, three, and it, it, it moved at lightning speed. He killed the dude, uh, and they did this trial. He was he was convicted, and at the same time, say, uh, the Patriots are doing their thing. But blah, blah, blah. Patriots are winning the Super Bowl. He got acquitted of the next crime. Then he killed himself. So it all went really fast. But there's a lot of stuff under there. But I think um, one of the most profound things is a revelation that came out about him. It was a rumor, but they really gave the the revelation some legs and, and, and showed the truth in it. So if you look to watch it, you'll see what I'm talking about. His his wife de- deals with the revelation because at the time when it was rumored, it was just kind of like, I don't know. I have to feel like people are just grasping for straws and, and stuff like that. But um, About like infidelity and stuff like that? Um, Yeah, infidelity and even beyond infidelity. So I, I won't spoil mm-hmm. it, but there were revelations that were rumors, but now but now it's even more, more um, credible. And beyond the Aaron Hernandez joint, there's uh, the last OG with Tracy Morgan and Tiffany Haddish. I seen, yeah, I seen, I seen some of that. It was pretty good. I liked it. What you think? Damn, nigga, it's only a twenty minute show. You saw some of it. I missed the first five minutes. You know when you you catch something like, oh shit, it plays beyond. <laughs> is shit wrong right now? I was because it came on after the basketball game, and I was I, I forgot it was coming on, but I caught the the gist of it. Yeah, I, I saw the pilot episode. It was it was a solid episode. It kind of introduced what's. The whole premise of the show created by Jordan Peele and some other cat. Um, Jordan Peele is really smashing it this year. So who, who, can't wait to see what he does next. But the last OG, I didn't think Tracy Morgan would be funny in it. And and because uh, of his last stand-up, I, I hated it. 
So I was like, I, I'm scared because I'm a big Tracy Morgan fan. The premise of the show is dope. That a dude was, you know, was in Brooklyn in like the late 90s. He got arrested, got sent to prison now for 15 years and he came back. And it's Brooklyn now with the coffee shops and dudes going to brunch and shit. He goes back to the same spot he, he used to he sling at. And he finds that it's way different. His love of his life, Tiffany Haddish, moved on. So just dealing with that dynamic. But I think the writing staff, the way it's written, it really plays to everyone's strengths. Tracy Morgan's new strengths. He's now older. He's not as goofy as he was when he was doing 30 Rock. So that show is a definite must watch. And the, ne- the next show, it's not, I can't suggest to everyone. It's a slow moving show. You got to be patient, really enjoy like character development and plot and shit like that. But it's called The Terror. It's t- it takes place in the mid-1800s, and it's about um, um, the British Navy going out and trying to sail through, like, the Arctic region, but running into some supernatural shit. So that's a, that's a dope show that um, if, if, you, if you're a patient movie or, or TV watcher and you're patient about letting things develop and learning about characters and, and themes and, and all this different kind of thing, these t- different kind of things, then the terror. The way it's starting off reminds me of how Game of Thrones started off as far as you really having to be patient to see these things develop and see all these characters and locations and dynamics fall into place. But yeah, I mean, for this week, that's what I got for, for the peoples. Uh, there you go. That's Keith it on that channel. Real quick, Keith, you said that Tracy Morgan had a stand-up you didn't like. That's on Netflix? His stand-up keeping, I think it's, yeah. it's called Keeping Alive or Keeping It Alive. Uh, I believe that's a Netflix special, but don't quote me on that. I can't remember what network it's okay. on. How long ago did that come out? Like a what? Uh, it came year out last year, two thousand seventeen. Okay. Yeah, I'm I'm so behind on stand ups, bro. I've like I literally probably have a day's worth of stand ups to like go through in terms of Chris Rock, Dave Chappelle, uh this Tracy Morgan joint you just told me about. And I'm not there's only certain comics I fuck with, so and and and, and everyone I'm hearing nowadays is like, yo, such and such isn't funny no more, such and such isn't funny, but it's subjective, you know what I mean? So you gotta just check it out uh for yourself. Um before we close, you know what I'm saying, we got to give respect to, uh, there was a unarmed police shooting in Sacramento. I believe it happened uh, earlier, sorry, last month. It happened in March. And uh, Keith, what is the young man's name that uh, passed away? Um, Stefan. I like how you put me on the spot. I found his last Clark. name. Clark. Stefan Clark. Clark, yeah. Oh, that, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, rest in peace to, to Stefan Clark. Uh, he joins a long list of unarmed black men that were uh, taken down by the police. Um, and what I seen on the newspaper the other day is that it's coming out that the autopsy is refuting uh, the officer's original story about what happened. They got an um, independent autopsy from from um, the same the same um, medical pathologist that found the C- that found CTE, Bennett Bennett right. Amalu. Oh, uh, Will Smith and um, uh, if that's how you want to think of him, yeah, Will Smith from Concussion. He um he's the one who did the autopsy and found that he was uh, he was hit by six bullets excuse me eight bullets and six of them was in his back so that kind of went against the account that the cops gave or clashed with it in, uh, in a way and then there was also that police shooting in Crown Heights Brooklyn okay yeah um yeah I read about that earlier today it was a young man he had a pipe in his hand if I'm not mistaken um, and by police accounts he was uh, pointing the pipe at them. Okay. Um, and it also, from what I'm seeing in the article I'm reading, that the police waited about five minutes before rendering any medical aid uh, to mm-hmm. him. 
um, so which allowed him to die. Um, no, wait, hold on. Is that that's Stephon Clark? Was that's the young man from um from Brooklyn, or is that the young man from Stephon Clark is from Sacramento? He was accused of doing the same thing that this man from Brooklyn was, which um breaking breaking auto windows, correct? It appears so. So I don't I'm not I know that Stephon Clark was accused of breaking auto windows. Uh mm-hmm. the the one from Brooklyn, I'm not quite sure why the police engaged him. Uh from what I understand, uh there were some calls. This is in Brooklyn, there were calls to the cops saying that there's, there's a guy walking around brandishing a gun. So, um, okay. as far as okay. what he was breaking, I'm not quite sure if there's anything beyond brandishing a weapon. And then the cops engaged yeah. him and uh, shot him, and it ended up being a pipe. But the picture of the pipe is is very interesting. Um, it is painted white; it's not black or or, or uh, had have the gunmetal color to it. Um, but it is shaped where it, in a way where it looks like a handgun. It has like a shape of a the L shape of a barrel and a and a pistol grip. Pipe like like a smoking pipe? No, actually like a plumbing pipe, but it's like a it's like oh, an okay. elbow pipe sort of. Got you. Yeah, and then they're they're saying that he took a, a what's known as a two handed stance, uh, to like when you were gonna point a gun at somebody. Right. So I mean, yeah. I, I you know that that's the report so far. I'd love to hear some more information about that. Uh, when it becomes. Uh, and I guess that. And and what made me think about uh this issue today was I saw that some of the uh, Sacramento King games were canceled due to protests. Um, I saw viral videos of uh, just city council meetings, I believe, being uh, disrupted um, by people protesting. And I just kind of wanted to get your, your guys' views on protest. We've been through so many of these. And um, police dealing with black men is a tense situation. So I, I actually got pulled over like two weeks ago with my daughter in the back seat, And that actually turned out pretty good because um, a cop, you know, he held his composure. I held my composure. But it, you come to think about it now, and you remember the uh, Philando... Uh, Castillo, Castillo video huh? where he's shot and his, there's a young girl in the back seat and you would think that from my point of view as a black man like why would this cop think that if somebody's gonna just start shooting a gun with a young girl in the back seat but then you also from the cop's perspective you gotta think like well he he might just do anything to get out the situation with him and his family so that's why they're on edge I'm on edge and those are very tense situations we've been through enough of that to understand um some type of training needs to be done some type of change needs to happen um but in terms of protest Looking at the whole situation, I feel like what Colin Kaepernick did was actually the most effective. Um, I say that because the NFL at this point now has uh, offered to donate millions of dollars towards social injustice. We're going to see in the future what that leads to and what actually comes of that. Um, from what I've heard, there's been a lot of like training programs for um, police officers and like community events, things like that. But it's millions of dollars, so I'm sure more, more things are to come. Um, but I think Kaepernick had it right. Nobody really cares outside of the black community when these things happen. I, I live in uh, upstate New York. It, it, up here, I saw on the news the other day that, that there were people that were upset in the town because the way that cops disposed of a, a, a rabid raccoon. They used their car to kill it. Uh, there's a viral video that went out. I, I, I'm, look, the, the article I have up now is actually a Baltimore article. So it's gone viral. It's, it's spread across the country. But the fact that you would protest the way that they killed a rabid raccoon, but you get offended when people say Black Lives Matter or you don't think that you need to join a, a, a protest where unarmed black men are, are, are shot. It just shows me that it's hard for the other side to empathize with what we're going through, to 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 to, to understand what we, what we got, because that's just how news is. We watch news every day. We see people die in plane crashes. We see people die every day. You can't take it with you. You see it, you move on. You understand that's how the news is delivered to us. But what Colin Kaepernick did is he interrupted your Sunday afternoon 
I don't even know if he did it purposely. I don't even because he doesn't talk much about it. But he knew that that national anthem was something that was sacred to them. Something to, by them, I mean people other than black people to understand the situations, the plights that are going on the black. So, people. quick question. So, you uh, said that Colin Kaepernick did it right. It sounds like you're contrasting it to other ways of protesting. Am I right in seeing it that way? I won't say other ways are wrong, but but what I'm saying is, uh, yeah, it's, it did sound like I apologize. No, I don't think other ways are wrong, and I think other ways have their their place. But I think Colin Kaepernick, in my view, has has gotten his, his approach with this whole anthem protest mm-hmm. and what what's come of it, and and people taking it over. It's it's what I've seen have yield the most results because you it's hard to get uh, a, a, an older white man to understand what it's like the plight of a young black man and how it is interacting with cops why that situation it, it turns into these situations where young black men are killed he he's not going to be able to understand that but he does understand hey you're pissing me off he does understand hey whatever you're doing I don't like that and that's like I feel like when that starts to affect. That then starts to affect the company's bottom line, the company in this situation being the NFL. People saying that they weren't going to watch. Advertisers saying that they were going to pull out. That affects their bottom line. So they're like, all right, hey, you know what? I really don't care about this. But if it affects my bottom line, Roger Goodell is going to go with Malcolm Jenkins to to uh, court. To courts and uh, talk about, uh, sorry, and, and see the, the racial injustice going on with uh, verdicts and things like that. So... I felt like they hit him where it hurt, and and it was the most effective. So, have other forms of protest been ineffective? Um, I won't say ineffective. I'll say um, they haven't yielded that much results. Um, mm-hmm. oh, but but I, I guess you uh, let's say all right. Let's say in, ter- in in regards to this, not really. Not in my opinion, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and not to the fault of anybody that's protesting. You see, like, people are coming out, Black Lives Matter, but then you'll see the response to that is, like, all lives matter, which is just a distraction from what we're, what the actual protest is about. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And that, that the other ways gave people leeway to cause these other debates, to cause these other, well, you're doing... Remember when Rudy Giuliani was coming out and, and, and he's on the news talking about, well, what's going on in the black community with black-on-black violence? What does that have to do with police officers killing black people? You know what I'm saying? But what it did was, all right, well, you guys want to be distracted. Here's something you can't get distracted from, something that pisses you off. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You can't take your mind off of this. No matter if the NFL shows it or not, you're, you, it, it hits you where it hurts that you're mad that someone was going to take a knee during the national anthem. So what place do you think? Change. What place do you think, if any, and Nish, you can jump in there too, like what place do you think, if any, is there for, um, for marching? For demonstrating, I feel there's a place for it because some of these shootings I wouldn't know about if there weren't protests. Like mm-hmm. that's just I don't watch uh, every single news article going out, but I do hear about the protests. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I do hear about um, this going on, so it brings awareness. I don't know how much change it necessarily brings, but it brings awareness. But in terms of media coverage, that um, a march for our lives or march for our lives, I could be misquoting the, the title of it, but. That got way more media coverage than any of the protests going on in Sacramento mm-hmm. uh, for, for Stephen Clark. So, you know what I mean? It's like it's a point where the media doesn't even feel like they really got to give it their attention anymore. You know what I mean? Because there's something else that's going to come up in the news cycle and take over anyway. So I'm having a tough I'm time, tough time understanding where you stand on, on rhetorical protests. And by rhetorical protests, I mean 
So you said I have no problem with it. No, no, I, I feel that I'm not saying one is better than the other. I probably it probably came across like that. The other. Mm-hmm. What I'm just saying is, in, if if looking at it as a whole, I see that that Col- the, the Colin Kaepernick NFL situation has been the most effective so far. I don't have a problem with gotcha. people protesting or picketing. I just I just feel like maybe they might be more effective if trying to take a strategy of it. Of all right, well, where can we hit them where it hurts? So, so like with Monique, she tried to do the 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 pro the boycott thing because she knows, oh, how can I get if I feel like they're really being uh, racially unjust to people? Well, let's hit them in their in their bottom line. Obviously, me be yelling and screaming about it is not gonna get attention, but they're gonna worry if their bottom line. Nobody filed the boycott, but imagine if it did. You know what I'm saying? It would have it would have garnered attention at the end of all right. Well, what what is it that you'd like to see happen? You know what I mean? But so. It, it, it's along those lines. Um, and, and, and you could answer your own question. How do you feel about it? Do you feel one is better than the other? Or do you feel like, do you agree that the Colin Kaepernick, uh, the way it worked out, not necessarily it, like that it was something planned out, but just the way it worked out, do you see that that's been effective or has at least uh, garnered attention? Yeah, I become I, I become nervous when people become too enchanted with what Colin Kaepernick did with the whole kneel and stuff. And the result, he did get results. Um, it wasn't him by himself, but... Um, he did get results, but he had to lose his job over it. You know what I'm saying? So my exactly. my fear when people become too enchanted with it is that they hope that every famous person jumps out and r- risks something to for some kind of cause, and then and roast them if they don't if they don't risk their jobs or whatever or risk some money or whatever it is for that cause. You know what I'm saying? So I I really believe in the the rhetorical protest when you think about. Selma, the whole movie was about them marching across the Edmund Pettus Bridge. Uh, this week is the 50th, the 50th anniversary of the assassination of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., right? So we have to, okay. it, it calls on us to, to reflect on protests when people um, demonstrate in such a way, and it may be in a very loud and bombastic and a very, it may even be violent, but I feel it's so essential to bring about, to bring about um, awareness. Because awareness is the first step, you know what I'm saying? So like you said, Rudy Giuliani said whatever he said about, like, what about the violence in a black community? Colin Kaepernick did what he did. Rudy Giuliani still is saying, what about black-on-black crime, right? Mm-hmm. So um, economic protests, it definitely does work. I feel like that was the end, and it wasn't really part of the, the means, the whole Colin Kaepernick thing. I think Colin Kaepernick reacted to the demonstrations going on, what Black Lives Matter did, right? And even if we think about... Uh, um, I'm not sure if you guys are familiar with Bible stories, but even when we think back to the times of Jesus, Jesus didn't like uh, commercial interests within the temples and churches. So he started flipping church, uh, tables and chairs and saying, nah, tables. man, get, get rid of these, these shops and, and vendors from the church. Like, this is sacred. Right? And just that mm-hmm. demonstration, people didn't know he was the Christ at the time. It was just a dude flipping out in the lobby of the mm-hmm. church. So... Um, bringing it to today, I think people need to demonstrate. I think these marches are important. The march, march for our lives. I mean, we see the power behind it. We got everybody on board. Carmelo's paying for kids to get bus there. Um, they made efforts to get black, vo- black and brown voices into the the gun debate. So the demonstration stuff is essential, and especially reflecting on what demonstrations mean on the 50th anniversary of the assassination assassination of Dr. Martin Luther King. We all would wish that we had a MLK to push our, our agenda forward. My man died just because he said, hey, I think you should treat black people like humans. That, that, that wouldn't be so bad. 
he died for it. Somebody shot him in his, in his face for it. So it's just something to think about as far as being too enchanted with, you know, the Colin Kaepernick, uh, the Martin Luther King, the Martin Luther King. Though those people are very important, there's a whole movement behind them, a whole movement of demonstrators really pushing this thing forward. They don't get a lot of fame and glitz for it, but they're super important to the causes. Very true. Very true. And also, uh, find the Dr. Martin Luther King. Find the, I don't want to say Colin Kaepernick after Dr. Luther, but find the martyr in yourself. You know what I'm saying? Find a person that's willing to take the sacrifice like Martin Luther King was, or even Colin Kaepernick who lost his career over it. Be, find that in yourself. You know what I'm saying? Don't wait for someone to come along and be willing to do that. And don't expect someone to do what you're not willing to do. You know what I mean? Um, and don't be afraid of interest. And don't feel bad if you're not willing to do it. I'm Me, I'm not willing to lose yeah. my job for for certain uh, a certain level of demonstration, I'm sure I may come across a cause that that'll make me feel that way. I'm willing to put money into causes for now, but I haven't ran into a cause that I'm willing to lose my job over, except maybe education, discrimination, education. Okay. That's one of my passions in in life, educating col- people of color. But okay. um, to to date, I haven't been willing to lose my job over uh, the the police violence, police killing black black people. Right, so I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't yeah, a lot of, a lot of people somebody out there. else. Exactly. But yeah, man, uh, Keith, where can I find you on social media, bro? Let the people Instagram, know. Instagram, me and my underscore 35. I know on all social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, you can find my homegirl, A.O. Niche, at A.O. Niche, A-Y-O-N-I-S-H. Um, I go by the name of Plickapeasy on Instagram, but you can call me DJ Playboy. Uh, check me out on Instagram, Plickapeasy, P-L-I-C-C-A-P-E-E-Z-Y. Also check out the Perfect Talk podcast at Perfect Talk Radio on Instagram. Uh, we are available on SoundCloud, on Google Play Music, and Apple Podcasts. So check us out, leave a review, give us a rating, and you know what I mean? Let's 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 be nice to someone today, y'all. Stop using the N-word. <laughs> <laughs> yo uh say goodbye to the people keith peace yo